What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Welcome aboard, Birds fans. Appreciate you streaming on in here with Mac and Mac on Birds 365. Kind of a different edition. It's a midweek edition because it's Wednesday, but it's also an end of week edition because not only is the end of the week, it's the end of the offseason for the Eagles. If you uh, look at opening of training camp, it's the beginning of the season. Yeah, this is it. Today's going to be the last day. And John McMullen will be heading over to get some grass time with the birds this afternoon uh once we wrap this bad boy up here j mac have you blocked off like six hours eight hours or no, i'm blocking off quite a few minutes which quite one? A, no quite a few hours uh practices at 12 55 now that part you know that'll probably be an hour so one but but then after um you know we're gonna get the head coach we're gonna get some players so that that is the longer uh, part of the day. 
And then once all that's done, then you got to sit down and work, Jody. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a long one for me. I know you'll put all the time and effort in. All right, since you went there, I'm going to put you to the test right off the bat here on Burge 365. No, you're getting the coach. Sirianni's going to talk, that's for sure. Um, what players do you think you'll get today? You've been pretty damn good at this, yeah. projecting and projecting Well, now we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're into the, the uh, double-up portion of the offseason, so um, I don't have as good a feel. And, and it kind of depends today, like, who wants to get out of there as quickly as humanly possible. And or are, who, who is even there. Yeah, well, that too. Uh, you know, as as I like to say, queue up the Alice Cooper school is out for summer. So there's a lot of people who want to uh, race to where they're going to get uh, to get a vacation. You got to be All careful. Right, so we'll, we'll, That's we'll, what we'll happened to Josh Hop back in the day. So be careful. Be careful. We'll grade on a curve here. I need five names. If you get three, you get a passing grade. Usually, well, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to remember who who spoke last time. I'm going to look it up real quick. So that kind of so we know Slay. It was AJ Brown. Uh, it was Jordan Davis. It was Jalen Hurts. It was Brandon Graham. So those guys are out. Uh, Devontae Smith is going to be an obvious one. Uh, he's going to talk. Um, I'm going to go Dallas Goddard. Uh, is going to talk. I think um, uh, Fletcher, it's pretty clear that I don't even know if he's going to be there. And if he is going to be there, he's he's not going to talk. So that's pretty wraps, clear. Right? Um, I'm going to go uh, Avante Mac. Can I say Avante Maddox or James Bradbury? Since we're grading on a curve, we're going to get one of the corners, but we're not going to get both. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll give you a tag team there. Um Anthony Harris. Uh okay. leader leader of the team. And I need one more. I need uh, one more. I don't think Lane's gonna be there. So I'm gonna say Jordan Jordan Mylotta. You know what Mylotta rather than uh, you think Kelsey's a, a past guy? Oh, too, I should have right? went. I don't. Yeah, Kelsey might not be there either. So I should have thought of Kelsey, but I'll I'll stick with my line. Okay. Yeah. If if Kelsey's there, he's going to be one of the five. Yeah, you would. But if he's not, then he can't be yeah. one of the five. So, so more banking really on he's getting out early. All right. Well, you'll see if you get a passing grade tomorrow with uh, <laughs> attendance at. I'm, I'm not going to show up if I fail, Jody. No, too you're much. here tomorrow to take your uh, your medicine yeah. there, buddy. Too much embarrassment. You passed with flying colors. One, you almost ran the table. Um, yeah. Crotch yeah. yeah. gave you a bad lead. You went down a bad road with Fletcher Cox because of Kratz. Otherwise, you would have run the table. All right. You know you're going to hear from Nick Sirianni. He did speak to uh, Sal Palantonio the other day, and he sees uh, great advancement in uh his quarterback this offseason that there's more zip on the ball and uh, his accuracy is up it's seven on seven uh, and we should expect no less he's not yeah. going to come in here and go oh shoot we're 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 screwed we're, we're screwed doesn't look we're good screwed. yeah that, that had no chance of happening but is he gilding the lily a little bit here with what the eagles are actually going through with these uh otas I'm sure he is. I mean, there's nothing positive from insulting your quarterback in in public. So, I mean, a lot of it's just sort of baked in. You know, you're going to talk. 
uh, talk up the quarterback, but I did think he looked sharp. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Jalen Hurts shifting his offseason program and going away from what he usually does and going out to see Tom House and company, um, who are the guys when it comes to mechanics. And, you know, they helped Carson Wentz, for instance, back in the day in 2017, before the 2017 season. So between 2016 and 2017, then he takes off as the MVP level season. Then he stops working with those guys and the mechanics go to, you know what? So maybe there's something, maybe there is something to it. Um, and, you know, Jalen probably has the mentality that if, if it goes positively, he's going to continue. Mechanics are such a big part of, of quarterback play in the NFL. And it's tough to decipher, you know, who's got good mechanics and who's got bad mechanics to the layman. And, uh, you know, I consider myself in that category. I used to talk to John DiPolippo a lot about mechanics, and he always would bring up Carson Palmer as a guy. So I, I would always look at Carson Palmer as sort of the standard in his era uh, for mechanics and, you know, kind of compare people to him. Um, footwork is a big thing. And, and, yeah, his footwork wasn't – Jalen's footwork wasn't great last year. Um, and, and can guys like Tom house and Adam day do fix it? I don't know. Uh, but they're probably, it's probably better to go to them than, uh, not try and fix it. I will say that. So it's, 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 it's a positive. I will say that. And here's the reason why Jalen hurts needs to have good mechanics. He's got a passable arm. For arm strength. I'm just talking about strength. I'm not talking about accuracy, but that certainly plays into it with mechanics. Your mechanics, I believe, can help you be more accurate if you need to be. The the two best examples are Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Rodgers certainly has better mechanics than Mahomes. Mahomes' mechanics are all over the place. Are terrible. They're terrible. I get killed for this all the time. I got freezing cold take that I probably tell you on the show. Every once in a while to do it. And I have a lot of fun with it. That's why they like it. When I said, you know, Patrick Mahomes coming in the draft, his mechanics were just all a disaster. Um, and everybody acts like, oh, McMullen's an idiot, you know. No, they're a disaster. They're still a disaster. There are some people that overcome it. They're so talented. Right. And he overcomes it. It's like, I was go because I'm a big Dr. J guy. When I was growing up, I was a big Julius Serving fan. You don't want to teach somebody to shoot a basketball like Julius Irving. You don't. Yeah, I mean that's that 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 you don't want to do that. But he overcame it and became one of the greatest uh, uh, NBA stars of all time and ABA for that matter. But um, there are some guys so talented that they don't have to worry about that stuff, and that's the category that Patrick Mahomes is in. And to a certain degree, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers as well. When Aaron's throwing things from 75 different arm angles, that's something you're not, you don't want to teach a young quarterback. Right. Uh, but he can do it. Um, and there's not a lot of people that can do it. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, Jalen has unique abilities as when it comes to mobility, runner. But when it comes to throwing the football, yeah, he's one of the guys. And 90% of them are – you need good fundamentals and good mechanics and good technique. 
I liken it to a hitch in your swing in baseball. Some guys have an awful hitch in their swing. And if you're just John Q baseball player and you've got that hitch, you got no chance. But Gary Sheffield had such fast hands that oh, it yeah. didn't matter the hitch yeah. that he had in his swing. He had 500 home runs. Why? Because he could do it. And he was just that skilled. And you have to factor that in when you're evaluating a player. Jalen Hurts doesn't have the same same skill set that Patrick Mahomes has or Aaron Rodgers has. So uh, mechanics and the way he delivers the football and his fo- footwork are much more important to him than those two other superstar players. So if he can upgrade it and he get the job done, that's a good thing. The fact that he's putting the time and effort in is a very good thing. And the fact that Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts for me is a good thing for the Philadelphia Eagles. And what I mean by that is, are you reading some of these stories on Deshaun Watson? Man, oh, I'm, I'm going to say this now. <laughs> and I was never uh, uber motivated to get Deshaun Watson here. If the Eagles were going for him, the talent level that the player had, you had to at least, depending on what prism you look through uh, at it, you had to appreciate his talent. This is a far from done story, J Mac. New numbers coming out that upwards of 60 women over the course of 17 months were uh, called in. Just off the charts type numbers. And oh, by the way, and we got John McClain, our buddy, who is quasi retired uh, from the Houston Chronicle, great all time NFL uh, writer is going to join us on uh, Friday. He agreed to jump aboard with us on Friday. we got to ask him about his Texans. They provided him a hotel room to have these massage sessions. And when one of the women complained to Deshaun, an employee of the Texans actually gave him a formalized NDA for him to make the masseuses sign before they showed up. That's not a good sign, Johnny Mac. When a team is given a play, oh, here's an NDA. Make sure they sign off on this before they leave the hotel room. They were complicit in this. This is going to get ugly, John McMullen. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's going to go that far. Here's, here's my thing on Deshaun. I don't think the Texans are in that much of trouble. I mean, there's teams that give their players hotel rooms all the time, especially their star players, and they don't know. You know, I mean, they're not complicit and oh you're going to get a happy ending on a massage yeah let me get you a hotel room it didn't go down like that he just happened well, when, to get the... when when they when they gave him a copy of an nda yeah well that I, I would... when he shows up don't you think they've got a pretty good clue as to what the hell's going on i was i was getting to that so their version of dom DeSandro and big dom the head of security that everybody knows uh a great guy for the eagles their version of dom i forget his name uh but the texans head of security who isn't a lawyer i think he was a former secret service agent so i guess deshaun uh told him somebody was was popping off on social media um and threatening uh, him in some way for money and uh, 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 you know uh, saying I could destroy you and um, he just you know put an NDA in his locker so yeah I mean look there might be more to it what I'm saying is the Texans can easily say you know who, this guy's the director of security he's got now he put you know told one of the lawyers hey do you got a template NDA have him sign this when you get your massages now he might get fired that guy, the director of security, he might get fired. But my larger point is 
I, I don't think the issue is with the Houston Texans. I, I, I think they're going to be fine. But Deshaun Watson, my God, and the Cleveland Browns, and, and the league as a whole, when you think about it from the perspective that this is the guy you gave the first fully guaranteed contract to, this this guy, this is the first guy you said, all right, we're going we're gonna to screw up years of precedent and we're going to give every single penny guaranteed the Cleveland Browns are in it more than the, the, the Houston Texans. And, and we'll, we'll see how it shakes out because look, I, I say this all the time and for everybody listening, if you're an ideologue and I don't care which side you're on right, left, you're an idiot. I don't want to hear from you. I don't care. If you don't think about other people's views, if you want to shut down to me, you're not a serious person. I don't really care about your thoughts. What I will say, there's two avenues you can go this way. Deshaun, uh, 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 Deshaun Watson is a sexual predator, and he should be in jail. And there's a lot of people that close the book and say, that's it. They want to believe all women, yada, yada, yada. Even if you want to go best case scenario here, Jody, best case scenario for Deshaun Watson and say, these are people who, who got wind of, of he was offering 100 grand per person to settle these things. And it's a money grab, even if you want to agree with that. And I want to make this very clear. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying even if that is is what's happening to Deshaun Watson, you have to look at yourself as the Cleveland Browns and say, what is this moron doing as the starting quarterback of the NFL, of an NFL team, a high profile position, hired 66 different women to give them massages with you know what, and you think things aren't going to come out of that? I mean, I don't want that. That guy's not smart enough to lead my team and my organization. That's where I am. And the Eagles dodged a stinking bullet because they, they had interest in the player. And, and they claimed oh, they the did way, their due diligence just like the Browns. Sorry, Jody, I got fired up, but. That's my thoughts on, on the situation. And the Browns are the ones on the hook because, yeah, this guy's got a lot of trouble. And, and basically, you know, the minute you say, okay, it was 23, I think, so $2.3 million, you say, eh, he, he just got 230. Well, now you're probably up to 4.6 or 5, and he's going to have to pay all these people off. And that's the best case scenario. And, oh, by the way, uh, a very interesting sidelight. I uh, was reading Florio's opinion on Pro Football Focus. If they want, and I doubt highly the Cleveland Browns would go here, since lawsuits have been added after his contract was signed, that there is the possibility that if criminal charges come along with this new lawsuit and the prosecution decides we can make a case off this evidence, that the Browns could get out of the contract if they wanted to. That they yeah, could. I mean, uh, you know, anytime there's a new accusation, all of a sudden the police can get back involved. And all of a sudden now, you know, if Jenny Rentis is the one who did the reporting uh, from the Washington Post, um, 66. So, you know, do the math, 66 minus 23. You got a lot of avenues to go. But I would recommend, I would just recommend this. If, 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 if people are, are really serious about going after Deshaun Watson, 
Don't hire Tony Doug Busby as your lawyer. Don't. Go get a credible person. Go get a credible person. I've got questions about both Tony Busby and Rusty Harden. The lawyers who are heavily involved in this uh, don't know that either one of them has done the right thing by their clients uh, throughout. I just had to note that because we were talking about Jalen Hurts and the quarterback play. We could be talking about nothing but Deshaun Watson oh, here on Bird 365 uh, for the last several months. I'd really get in trouble then. Going forward I'd be canceled, if the Eagles Jenny. had actually decided to go that direction. I'd be canceled if Deshaun was here. You and I, I both you know, because people don't want to hear, you know, they don't want to hear both sides of the story. You and I uh, could be canceled, and then we just turn the show over to Jeff Curd. We'd probably go real easy. They just uh, tell him to come in here and try not to get canceled. Uh, we will not be canceling him. He will be joining us next. CBSSports.com NFL uh, writer insider Jeff Curd joins us here on Birds 365. Go for the polls. And the pools. Go for the oohs. And the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Mac and Mac guys, McMullen and McDonald here with you on Birds 365. We got a bud jumping in with us. He covers the entire NFL for CBSSports.com. When we ask, he gives a helping hand here on the Jacob Media channels. Yeah, mostly Birds 365, but oh, the other shows want to get him on too and climb on to when they can. But we've got his services with us today. Jeff Kerr, good enough to jump aboard. JK, how you doing, bud? Pretty good, Jody. I decided to wake up and choose violence by ranking the top 10 defensive players ever. And yeah, we saw that. I predicted, I predicted you're number one without looking, Jeff. I, well, I got roasted because how can I omit J.J. Watt? I'm like, I only remember the last time J.J. Watt was an all-pro, and I actually had to look it up. It was 2018, but I love J.J. Watt. He's a Hall of Famer, but Texans fans decided to – called me recency bias because of Aaron Donald. I'm like, so Aaron Donald's not great? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, they re- they're both recency biased. They're both great. I, I was going to bring up J.J. J.J., yeah, people forget about J.J. Uh, I think three consecutive defensive uh, players of the year award. He was a great player. I think in this generation, here's my thing, and Clark Judge and I, we could do it. If we had Clark on, Jody, we could do a six-hour show on this. I don't know how you compare eras in, in the NFL. Yeah, so, like, I look at it in this era, and I look at Aaron Donald and J.J. Watts, uh, and those are the two guys. And then you have Reggie and Bruce Smith and LT. And then you go back to the the Joe Green, you know, Bob Lilly, Alan Page, those guys, um, all Deacon Jones, I you know, would maybe be at the top of the list. Um, I don't know how you compare those guys. And then you go way back to the Ben Eriks of the world, um, which I, you know, we talked to Clark, you and I, uh, Jody, about Otto Graham. You know, nobody talks about Otto Graham as one of the best quarterbacks, but he was. He was. And I was, and Jody, I've given you this, my thought process on the time machine. And I always use Will Chamberlain because you always have these people well, Will played against a bunch of small guys, and if you put him here, he wouldn't be able to do this. And I always say, why does the time machine work one way? Will's got to come forward with this magic time machine, but Michael Jordan and LeBron James, they don't have to go back. What if they had to go back? Well, well right? here's one, too. Don Hudson. Yeah. Don Hudson might be the greatest receiver of all time, yeah. and they argue, well, he played against plumbers. I'm like, so we take that away from him? He wouldn't be great today? Yeah, well, my my theory is, look, they dominated an era, era, which there were a lot of of things they had to go through. There wasn't as much knowledge on nutrition and weight training. The travel wasn't easy. Some, you know, in some sports, you had to get a job in the offseason, including the NFL. Um, It was a different era, but they dominated. They were the best in that era. So what I'm saying is, if you put the modern people – in the magic time machine and put them with all those they don't get to work out they don't have the chefs the personal chefs they have the crappy travel they don't make the money they're not going to be will chamberlain or chuck bednarik so that's why they're great because they dominated in their era that's my little time machine theory all right for those of you who uh, don't have your computer in front of you don't have jeff's list i'm gonna run them down real quickly and then i'm gonna ask you just one question jeff uh, at number 10, he's got Ronnie Lott, number nine, Rod Woodson, number eight, Bruce Smith, number seven, Dick Butkus, number six, Deacon Jones, number 
five scrolling scrolling aaron donald that's why you did the list because aaron donald just got paid uh the most ever for a player uh where does he fall into the list you got him at five uh i kind of like it uh number four Deion sanders number three ray lewis number two lawrence taylor and number one reggie white first things first like your list you got 10 of the greatest defensive players ever. Maybe the 10 greatest ever. Yeah, one different here or there. So if you get 9 out of 10, that's pretty damn good by you, Car. I, I wanted to put Alan Page and Mean Joe Green on it. I just didn't have room. Right. Well, you got to draw the line somewhere. You drew it at 10. Those are the 10 you came up with. They're 10 all-time greats. Here's my only issue, and this is not going to go over well here on Birds 365. Lawrence Taylor redefined defense in the national how dare you jody no linebacker had ever ever made a difference on the field at going up the field the way that lawrence taylor did and his ability to get to the quarterback had never been done by a linebacker before reggie white may have surpassed deacon jones who you rightfully have on this list but he played the same position and did the same things that Deacon Jones did. He just took it to another level. Lawrence Taylor did things that no one had ever done before. And you could almost argue he did things that no one has ever done since from the position that he played. Lawrence Taylor's got to be number one on your list. Reggie White, number two. I got no problems with you having them one and two. I just think it's got to be one and two rather than two and one. Because I used to watch a bunch of NFL films when I was younger. And I remember specifically, Joe Gibbs created the H-back and the two tight end set to stop Lawrence Taylor. And he still couldn't stop Lawrence Taylor. If, if Lawrence Taylor didn't get injured or have that, like those first 10 years of Lawrence Taylor's career, I don't think anyone's ever going to beat for a defensive player. Maybe Aaron Donald might do it. But if you look at that, you take away those final three years, Lawrence Taylor – Clearly number one. It's just, he got injured. And it's a shame. He only lasted 13 years in the league. I just could not ignore Reggie. 124 sacks and 121 games with the Eagles. That's over a sack per game. The only one that's close to doing that right now is T.J. Watt. That's it. J.J. Watt in his prime definitely was on his way to doing it. The injuries caught up with him. But just Reggie White being dominant his entire career. I don't know why he ever came back to the Carolina Panthers because he could have left on top defensive player of the year at 37, the whole king caboodle. But my always um, thing with Reggie White was everybody tries to remember him with the Packers because he won the Super Bowl and all that. He was 10 times the player with the Eagles. And that's how I'll always remember Reggie White, just playing dominant throughout his career. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to complain about Reggie White. I'm with Jody. I would put LT number one, but but that's probably biased towards I've heard Parcells talk about him, and you know that kind of swayed me. And obviously, he's going to be in the corner of his guy. But uh, I I do think, and that's kind of my definition. I go back to Wilt and Jody gave a good example when they changed the game for you. That's why I was talking about Moss when they changed the game for you and they start playing different ways to stop you, that tells you you're you're a little bit different. And not that they didn't, you know, people tried to chip Reggie all the time, but, you know, as you mentioned with Joe Gibbs there, Chip, you know, they're trying to come up with new ways. I, for the first time in my life, I saw this weird bracket coverage where um, 
a linebacker was underneath. You had the corner on Moss. You had a linebacker underneath, and you had the safety playing like cover two, but way outside the numbers to to stop Randy. Never saw it before. Never saw it before. I don't think, you know, it's probably been used since, but uh, they did it for him. And and then you had Green Bay draft in the one year they drafted four corners uh, just to try to stop Randy Moss. Those are the type of players. And then one – the production matches that, which it did with Wilt and and Lawrence Taylor. That's that's why I would put I would put LT. I on. thought Jim Johnson had the most unique way of stopping Randy Moss. No, we're not going to stop him. What we're going to do is you are not beating us for those 30, 40 yard plays. You can catch anything you want underneath. And I'm, I was watching Eagles Vikings game from two thousand four. It was like okay. Let him catch the seven, eight-yard pass. We'll be there to tackle him. We'll be there to bring him down. And to their credit, they did. I think Moss got a touchdown really late in that game, but the game was already decided. But he had like nine catches for like 85 yards and a touchdown, and John Mann said it. Well, that's not what Randy Moss gets paid to do, unfortunately. And he gave credit to Jim Johnson for stopping him. And, you know, T.O. made the big play that game, the the 40-yard touchdown catch, and that's what Randy Moss did seemingly every single week. Yeah. And when they change the rules for you, then when you really know, and that's the Bob Gibsons of the world and the and the and the Wilts, when they change the rules, then you know, okay, that guy's pretty good. That yeah, guy's pretty good. Start redesigning the field of play because one guy is too dominant over the all the others. They never quite did that for uh, Lawrence Taylor, but still, uh, no nobody has done it the way that he did it, and I'll argue has nobody has done it since. I do want to talk to you. I'll uh, tie Lawrence Taylor into something John and I discussed in the first segment, and that's demons. You mentioned that Taylor got hurt. Um, he also had major issues off the field of play, uh, drug use and everything else. Deshaun Watson has issues. He's got his demons. Apparently, they have to do with uh, massages and happy endings. John and I were talking about the fact that the Eagles may have dodged a bullet with the fact that they didn't acquire Deshaun Watson. So we can talk about Jalen Hurts looking great in the limited uh, scope that guys like John McMullen can go down and watch him practice for about 20 minutes today. But we take Nick Sirianni at his word that he looks much improved. How much of a plus is it with the Eagles, uh, Jeff Kerr, that we don't have to worry about any of that? We can just analyze, is Jalen Hurts improved enough this year rather than can our quarterback stay out of jail this year? Our $230 <laughs> million quarterback stay out of jail this year. I'm just – I'm so happy the Eagles, Deshaun Watson said no to them or the Eagles decided thanks, but no thanks. I don't know how the full story went. John does. But overall, I'm just glad the Eagles did not even go near that hornet's nest. That That's what Deshaun Watson is. He is. Oh, they wanted to go near it, though. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, that's the, it's a better to be lucky than good. Yeah, there's a, there's a big hornet's nest in there, and they're all coming out ready to sting you. And no, I, I'm just glad the Eagles – did not tap into that. Uh, I mean, they did obviously at one point, but who knows if they found out more information or not. I don't think we'll ever know the full story. I, I, but I, I, I get a kick out of these NFL teams. And we were talking about Houston a little bit and Cleveland saying they're, oh, we did our due diligence. Did you? Because Jenny, Jenny Brentis and I, I said, Washington post, I, it's New York times. So I want to make that correction. Jenny works for the New York times now, but, um, you know, she's a great reporter. Uh, 
and but she doesn't have the uh, sources that you know these security directors have. You know, with the contacts they have with prosecutors, that's how you get jobs in the NFL as a security director. Everybody knows Big Dom here, um, the guy in Houston. I just got um, promoted, Danny. Yeah, he did. We, he's assistant to the GM as well. So congratulations, Tom. But um, the guy, the guy in Houston used to work for the Secret Service. So all these guys have contacts. And they usually with local lo- law enforcement. And they have a lot of sort of ins and they get all the whispers. And 66, I mean, we, we, we 23 I shook my head at. Now we're up to 66 and some of them had no issues and some of them were willing to do it. And some of them aren't mad at Deshaun Watson, probably because he paid them well. But if you're an NFL team and this is how I described it to Jody, forget about the legal entanglements. Why do you want this guy making those decisions off the field? I, I get a kick out of Cleveland. Remember the quote, we need an adult in the room when they were ripping Baker Mayfield, this is your adult. I mean, it's embarrassing. The adult, the adults they wanted in the room, they're not adults either. Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, because they just pretty much said, "Yeah, but we don't really care." It, it, it's almost like they they spit in your face. We don't care what he's done or allegedly done. Well, yeah. and I would say that's a Jimmy Haslam decision. Um, True, you know. So I'm I'm not gonna. You, you can blame Andrew, and people will, and Kevin Stepanski because he's the coach. But same thing here. If Deshaun Watson would have been here, it would have been a Jeffrey Lurie decision, period. But, um, yeah. it, that was a Jimmy Haslam decision. So he deserves all the blame, and then it kind of trickles down from there. Because right. he's he's the guy who okayed $230 million guaranteed. Uh, Barry may have put it out there. He doesn't get to put it out there if the owner doesn't okay it to begin with. Yeah. So John, Johnny Mack is absolutely right about that. All right, let me uh, – we talked about assistant general managers uh, advance from security position. I'm going to make you guys <laughs> assistant general managers for the Philadelphia Eagles. I saw not one, two different reports that the Baltimore Ravens are looking to add a veteran pass rusher. Maybe through free agency, they've had all off season with a bunch of the guys that are still out there, and there are better names at defensive end than there are at safety, where the Eagles are looking to add a veteran. But still, even if they don't get a uh, veteran free agent uh, pass rusher edge guy, let me run this trade by you. Who says no to this trade if it's out there on the table? Chuck Clark for Derek Barnett. Ravens have a little excess at safety. They're looking for a veteran pass rusher. I think the Eagles could use an upgrade at safety, and I think they're okay at the edge position. Derek Barnett for Chuck Clark. Who says yes? Who says no? Car, you first. So I'll play the Ravens GM. No, I keep Chuck Clark because you can – Mike McDonald's defense, you can play three safeties. You can line Chuck Clark in the box. You can play him with Kyle Hamilton. You can use him with – in multiple formations. I know they need a veteran pass rusher. They, they got Calais Campbell back, but I, I know they need somebody else. I, I'd be like, well, there are a couple guys on the market I think that are better than taking Derek Barnett and his more penalties and sacks in his career. It's, maybe if they offered, it, it would never happen, but I'd be like, 
What about Brandon Graham? Then I, you know, again, th- this would be me as the Ravens GM. I, I would see if the if the Eagles would want to get rid of Brandon Graham. They don't, but you got to check. So, no, I, I feel like I can get someone better on the market. I keep, I keep Chuck Clark. I, I mean, everything depends on the player. I, I do know, look, Eagles fans would be thrilled because they want Derek Barnett out the door. As you mentioned, more penalties than sacks. Jody's raising his hand. Um, but I think, look, I think defensive end is a, or edge rusher is a more valuable position than than safety. Um, so if Baltimore likes the player, um, yeah, I think it would make some sense. Uh, I think, you know, they don't need the safety. I hear what you're saying. A lot of people talk about using the big nickel and the three safeties. And a lot of people do it, but not for a big amount of time. So, you know, maybe 10% of the snaps. So I don't think you're going to see a base defense with three safeties. Although who knows, you know, Chuck Clark could be a glorified linebacker or maybe Kyle Hamilton is the most versatile player in the world. Um, we'll see how that shakes out. I think it makes some sense, match up, same thing with Jalen Rager, but it all depends because the Ravens need a receiver as well. It all depends if they like the player. And maybe they think maybe Eric DaCosta is the same as the average Eagles fan and says, I don't want that guy. I don't want your trash. Um, I would think of that more than um, – but I think from a perspective Jody brings up, I think it makes sense. The question, deep board's going to be out. Does he have anything left? You know, maybe go out and get him. I don't know if he's got anything left. It's There's probably more edge rushers on the market, which kind of hurts things probably right. for the year. My guy, um, he's not a veteran, but he's one of those young ascending players, Rasheem Green. I really like that sign for the Texans. I think he's due to have a big year. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned Brandon. The problem with Brandon, and by the way, he's still valuable to this team, but he's 34 years old and he's coming off an Achilles and he makes a lot of money. I don't think that would be nearly as valuable, even though he's a better player than than a Derek Barnett, just because of all those issues. And I don't know, JPP's still out there, uh, I think. Uh, Yeah, he's still out there. Um, Sue's still out there. You can kind of line him up on the edge of it at times. I, I don't think he's that type of player anymore, yeah. but there are ways you can do it. As soon as a tackle, he's not an edge at this stage in his yeah. career. All right, one last question on this. And again, for both you guys, if you're Eric DeCasa making a specific uh, – you're advising Eric DeCasa. Eagles offer you your choice of Barnett or Rager. They want Chuck Clark. You're willing to move Chuck Clark. You had the choice of the two. If you're Baltimore, which one would you take, Jeff? John, do you want to take it or do you want me to take it? Uh, well, Jody said Jeff, but I'll jump in. Oh, I'd oh, say no, both. I'd say both. I want both. How about that? All right. Then if you're the Eagles, would you give them both? I would. I would. Why not? I would. So I would I'd ask chance. for both. I'd take a chance on Jalen Rager. I mean, I think he could be the number two, number three for Baltimore easily. He's, I mean, right, right now it's – you got James Proch. That's pretty much it outside of Rashad Bateman. It's, I, I think Rager really needs a change of scenery. Just needs to. So do I. Yeah. Right, ooh, batteries. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if you can count on him if you're Baltimore. In fact, I do know you can't count on him. 
I mean, you might want to bring in the reclamation project and say, who knows, let's roll the dice. But I don't think you can say we need a number two or a number three receiver, and that's going to be Jalen Rager. Um, you cross your fingers. But, yeah, I'd ask for both if I were if I were the Ravens. I, I think the Ravens would utilize his speed a lot more. I think it, not saying he would be Hollywood Brown, but I think you can just say, hey, run as fast as you can down the field. Lamar will get you the ball. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. He needs a change of scenery. If, if, if anything is ever going to click for Jalen Rager, it's going to be outside of Philadelphia. So I, that part I agree with. After watching him, I can't imagine it, but there's been other guys. I mean, Brandon talked, you talked about it again, Brandon Graham. Uh, when I, I asked him about Derek Barnett, as a matter of fact, and he brought up again, everybody wanted me out of here. Everybody, you know, they, they were running him out of town on the rail. He stinks. He's this. He's not Earl Thomas. He's not JPP. And now he's, you know, if Kelsey wasn't running, he'd be the mayor of the city. Um, <laughs> everybody loves him. So things can turn around. But for Jalen, I think it's got to be probably in another city. John, I want to ask you this. Who's that better career, Brandon Graham or JPP? BG. Yeah, BG. I agree with that. Now, part of it is JPP's uh, fireworks accident. Fourth um, July. Yeah. I mean, they're all great. They were all great players, all great picks. I I think so. Earl's going to the Hall of Fame. But I think it's ironic that BG outlasted them all. Outlasted them all. Well, uh, JPP still might land somewhere. but I'll... Well, I mean, with his original team. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, okay, I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Earl, never, Earl never... Thomas was a disaster with the Ravens. By the way, I, I couldn't believe how much he fell as a player and everything else that happened with him. Because, but you're right, John. Like he's going to Hall of Fame. He's yeah. that type of generational player. All right, let me run this one by you guys. And again, I, I'm running the risk of taking off Eagle fans here. Um, the Denver Broncos. Officially, they got to go through the formalities of getting clearance from 31 owners, and there's a process to go through. But agreed in principle to sell the team for $4.65 billion. We're not talking millions here, folks. Billion dollars for the Denver Broncos, $4.65. Jeff Lurie this week named Julian Lurie the head of what is it? Analytics, advanced security, can uh, business and uh, football strategy, I believe. Football strategy. All right. Well, I didn't even got... official title, John. I didn't even see it in like the press release when they announced it. No, he wasn't uh, on the press release, but he's got his own office. And I, as you know, I, I was told by somebody in the organization, uh, Julian doesn't have to worry about titles. <laughs> no. You know what they should call Simba and or Future King? Because that's pretty yeah. much what he is. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, by the way, I, I brought this up on WIP last night, just off the top of my head stuff. What do you think Julian Laurie's salary is? Does he even get a salary? Does he walk get to walk into the owner's office and say, hey, can you write me a check for 200 grand here? I need to do some stuff. I, 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 I how how I does have, that work? I think they have 
uh, formalized his role a little bit. So he does probably get a salary and it's probably less than it should be for somebody in a similar position. You know how that works, but same thing with the title. Julian doesn't have to worry about his salary. He doesn't have to worry. Here's here million dollars. I think we think he'll be okay. Yeah. yeah, you and I see it the exact same way, John. Um, but here's where it may divert just a little bit. If you're Jeff Laurie, you've been owning the Eagles for decades now. You achieved what you needed to achieve, which was a parade and a championship and the biggest party here in Philadelphia sports and will probably be going forward as well. The Eagles, for me, are of higher value standing in the league, fan base, everything else, Philadelphia market size compared to Denver market size. They're a bigger valued franchise than the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos just sold for $4.65 million. So nice little round number of $5 billion. billion. The B. B yeah. with a B, billion yeah. dollars. If you're Jeff Lurie, are you at least intrigued to say, you know, I could just get out while the getting's good and I'd only have $5 billion to get out with. Julian, sorry, you're going to have to go find yourself a gig. Uh, I, I'm going to take the money and run. Any chance Jeff Laurie is at least tempted by this? Uh, I don't think so, but I would be. I, I don't want to give anything to my snot-nosed kids. I want to take my $5 billion and go live my best life. Uh, and I'm not. I'm joking, obviously. But now he's shown no indication that he wants to sell the organization. And by the way, Eagles fans should be very happy about that. I said about the Denver Broncos, because Josh Harris was in that. Josh might have been the runner-up. Um, you don't want Josh Harris. I don't know anything about this uh, ownership group, but Denver didn't want Josh Harris. Um, in, in Jeffrey's case, I, I think a lot of – I think you did something about this recently, Jeff. I think a lot of Eagles fans, modern Eagles fans, younger Eagles fans, don't realize how bad this organization was yeah. pre-Jeffrey Lurie. And now they've turned into this sort of stable – yeah, they have their ups and downs. They have their soap operas. They've had a million soap operas. But their success pre uh, Jeffrey Lurie compared to post Jeffrey Lurie, staggering, staggering. And I don't think a lot of younger fans realize how bad it was at certain so points. When I talk to 49ers people, especially fans. They always say, man, I miss Eddie DeBartolo. I miss that family. I miss everything they've done for our franchise. It's, it's such a different atmosphere. It's someday Eagles fans are going to miss Jeffrey Lurie unless Jillian keeps this up or makes it better, but the proof's in the pudding. The Eagles win titles. They win NFC East titles. They make playoff appearances. There was a time when the Eagles, if they want, if they had a winning season, you celebrate it. I mean, all you got to do is watch a Dick for Meal special or anything on Leonard Toast to realize how bad the Philadelphia Eagles were at one point. And I grew up, all I remember is Jeffrey Lurie. I remember when Jeffrey Lurie bought the team. I remember when he transformed the team. And Andy Reid had a lot to do with that. But that's part of the stability he brought to the franchise. So, you know, if – and I'll say this. If I am the Philadelphia Eagles, you would have to just force me out of the chair. You would have to kick me out of the stadium and 
lock the door, make sure I never come back because I would never give them up. Or any NFL team, I'd never give it up. That's your dream. Yeah, but everybody sells at some point. Every every one of every team in professional sports has been sold at some point. There there are no original owners left. Uh, so uh, you, you say once you get your hands on it, you're never going to move it. Everybody. Yeah, I would move, move it. it. I would move it, but you know, I just want well, the money. If I have a snot nosed kid, he can move it. Yeah. Well, you don't. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I don't want. <laughs> Julian's probably a great guy. I don't know Julian, but, um, you know, I'm a Yankees guy. Everybody knows that, you know, for, you know, years, we know the soap opera with George Steinbrenner, but man, that guy wanted to win. I can't say the same about his kids. So they're, you know, they're not as know. motivated, motivated as the boss was. Yeah, you're, right you're now, they're, they're only the fourth team in the last like 80 years to win 40 of their first 55 games. You should be. Jumping up and down. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Their rotation came out of nowhere. I thought they had a crappy rotation. All of a sudden, it's the best rotation in baseball. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Let's see if Nestor Cortez can keep Nasty it Nasty Nestor. There you All go. All right, uh, Jeff Kerr, uh, you're not heading down to spend quality time on the grass with John McMullen, but I need your opinion. The Eagles decided this offseason to double down on what they did last year, where they believed less is more. Now they believe less is even more more, I guess, because uh, it looks like at least time dedicated and the type of workouts they're going through in the limited amount of time they're using. They got this right. Uh, that we're going to look back at them at the end of the season and go, damn, they were ahead of the curve on this over everybody else in the National Football League. Or are we going to be able to go, no, you didn't prove anything. Uh, your injuries were what your injuries were. You got out of the gate slow. How is less is more going to work out for the Eagles this year? You know, the old saying is what? Work smarter, not harder. I feel like the Eagles are doing that approach. It's, okay, yeah, we're not going to practice as much. We're going to rest these bodies up. We'll drive these guys when we have to in the short amount of time that we do. It worked for them last year. And I think it'll work this year, too, because they're still a young team. They got a lot of young players. I think if you're an older team, yeah, you need to practice less. But I think that's – it's funny how we all have to hear soft tissue injuries anymore. It, it was nice to not hear that for a year or so. And I, I feel bad for Doug Pearson in Jacksonville if, if all these guys keep getting hurt and then Jeff McClain finds his way down to um, – I don't even know what Yeah, uh, Jeff's not going to Jacksonville. You <laughs> it to would be hilarious, that. though, if you want. Hey, Doug, yeah. I have a soft tissue injury. Get, get out of yeah. my <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Jeff is obsessed with uh, soft tissue injuries. That's our Stanota. He's a superstar. He's the one responsible for that. The Eagles do love Arsh Stanota. He's their chief medical officer, and he's got—I think he's got more power than people realize. I think he is the one behind uh, all of this, uh, to be honest. And you know what? It, it took him a long time to get to this point, but hey, when. It, it's working. I, I mean, what, what is it? You fail repeatedly, you're eventually going to have success. That, that's usually the, at least the saying I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think I think it's, I'm going back to the same thing I, I said about Deshaun Watson. It's better to be lucky than good. Yeah. And oh, by the way, maybe the Eagles were lucky that Arch Denota was not cherry picked by the Houston, the Houston uh, Texans because he might have been able to solve. The soft tissue issues that Deshaun Watson had. Oh, we don't. Want, we don't want to go there. Uh, yeah. All right, that's uh, that's a wrap. Get canceled. Get canceled.
We we can uh, call it a uh, day after that one. Uh, Jeff Kerr, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much for hopping on. We'll get you on again uh, either uh, late next week or yeah, uh, the Yeah, thanks weekend. for being malleable, Jeff, like Nick Sirianni. How, going uh, back and forth. See, now, you're Jeff going malleable. I'm not going to mention yeah. Deshaun Watson's name as you use the word malleable, uh, yeah. John McMahon. Well, I didn't yeah. say that. You said malleable, not me. Jeff you was said. malleable in a good way, not well, a bad well, way. Well, well, He's not was, getting hotel rooms. Guys, what did Jeff Lurie call Nate Sudfeld? I'm trying to remember the actual. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Uh, unstoppable That's what Nate Sudfeld. Unstoppable Jeff Kerr. I, I'll be the third-string quarterback for this franchise. By the way, is Sudfeld still on the, the 49ers roster again this year? I guess I uh, look yes, that one is. up. Yeah, he's still Who? Quarterback. Oh, I, yeah, Sudzy. Yeah, he's still on the. He's Niners, still on the 49er roster. Yeah, I yeah. guess he's still unstoppable. unstoppable. All right, unstoppable uh, Jeff Curry. Thank you very much for coming on with us. Appreciate it, bud. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Jeff Curry, here with us on uh, Birds 365. Sorry, Lawrence Taylor is the greatest defensive player ever in history of the National Football. I'm with I don't you. like. I'm I, I'm not going to go that far. I I say he's the best of the modern generation. I can't. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how good Ben Narek was. I, you know, guys like that, the autograms of the world, like I said, Jody. I mean, they deserve more spec than they than they get. Um, and I, I would have to do the research. Clark would probably know about those guys, you know, bring up Al Wistert and all. Um, there's some guys who dominated back then. But from the in the Super Bowl era, I'm with you. Uh LT is number one for right. me. And uh, at least as per my age, I can say in my lifetime, which includes the Super Bowl era, Lawrence Dale was best defensive player ever played. Reggie second, LT, numero uno. All right, uh, we're coming back. He's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. Hour number two, we're going to have our buddy, the cynic Bob Groats from Delco Times up aboard with us. Still a lot to do on this Wednesday edition of Birds 365. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. 
To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. John McMullen and Jody McDonald, a.k.a. your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys here on the Jacob Media uh, YouTube channel, which you can easily access from jacobsports.com, our new all-inclusive website where you can get on any of the Jacob Media channels. Uh, you can find the musings of one John McMullen as the lead. Too many musings, writer. yeah. Yeah, people are going to get mad at me for that to show them Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Watch and stuff, Jody. Watch. That's that's all right. Uh, they can get mad at me too. Uh, when when certain things, you're you're a you are an actual hands-on reporter. I'm just an on-air opinion giver. Um, when information comes out, you react to it. Hey, you're not going to agree with everybody all the time. You're going to have some people agree and others disagree with you. That's okay. That's what we do. Um, I need your opinion on what you're going to be able to see today at the final Eagles OTA practice. Three last week, three this week, shut it down. And even though they've got upwards of two hours that they can spend today, I, I'm just judging from afar, I'm not expecting them to be on the field anywhere near two hours. Usually last day, uh, using your Alice Cooper reference again, school's out for summer. You want that last day to be shortened so you can get yeah. out and start to enjoy yeah. your downtime. You know, the kids get antsy. They don't want to pay attention on the last day of school. So generally you break early and 
like I said, usually around the rest of the NFL where they have many, many camps and, and you see them, even Aaron Rodgers was in mandatory mini camp in Green Bay. By the way, did you hear Aaron talk about chemistry? And he basically shut that down. That was great, too, by the way. Um, yeah, least, I mean. At least he committed to the Packers. He's going to finish his career now in Green Bay. He only hmm. took $150 million over three yeah. years to get him to commit, but he is now committed to finishing his career in yeah, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. but he's not going to show up for voluntary work ever. Uh, that's pretty clear. Um, if he didn't do it this year, he's never going to do it. Um, but getting back to the original point, yeah, I mean, it, it, usually people just scrap the last day uh, because they've gone 12 practices um, and they, they stretched it to the limit and they say, all right, let's get, let's let the guys out of here. And there was some debate whether the Eagles would do that. And we talked about it on the show and it's like, they can't do that. I mean, they only read it six. They got to go. They got to, they got to do it. Sure enough. They, they are going uh, full, full, put that in quotations yes. on, on Wednesday. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, Zach Berman was on the show. I think he put it, it was a great number. So I'll steal it from him. Um, I don't think it matters for, say, one through 40. I think it matters for the rest of the players. And I think it should matter for the Eagles more. But they are where they are, and they made that cost-benefit analysis. You and I are both a little bit more old school. I think if we're up to Nick Sirianni, I think they'd be out there using 13 practices, to be honest. But it's not. And maybe it will be someday, but it's not right now. And uh, we'll only be able to judge when the season comes and goes uh, as to how effective it was. Last year, I would say it was probably, and they did a little bit more than it looks like they're going to do during this offseason, comping one offseason to the other. Um, you could look at the start of the season and the fact that the Eagles weren't anywhere near as good wins and loss-wise in the first half as they were to the second half and go, well, that's why, because they didn't do it, put enough practice. That's why they started slow. Well, that would be unfair because their schedule was tougher at the start of the year as compared to the second half. They made a very significant decision in season to run the football rather than throw it as much as they tried to do in the first couple of weeks of the season. And I think that played it. We're never going to have the perfect answer. It's going to yeah. be McDonald's opinion, McMullen's opinion, the Eagles' opinion, you know. any of our streamers' opinions. There's no... Uh, uh, additional facts you can add, statistic you can look up to prove the theory or, or the not, disprove the theory, theory that less practice in uh, the spring makes for better results in the fall. And I don't think you're ever going to have that information, but then they're chasing it. They think they can find it. And the Eagles aren't the only ones. Sometimes you got to be smart enough to know what you can't know. You know, that's the old coach's cliche, right? Control what you can control. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can control injuries. Um, uh, I don't, I say it all the time. I don't think you can legislate injuries where you can get better is treatment of injuries. Um, and maybe that's where Arstenota has made the, the greatest impact on this team. And 
you know, I was talking to somebody in the organization who said, look, for years and years and years, when they were talking to bars, uh, for years, you know, NFL teams and still some NFL teams, basically they had a head trainer, right? And the head trainer was a head, you know, oh, what's that, a strain groin? That's a four-week injury. That's a six-week injury. They're not doctors. I mean, a lot of them go through these certifications and to be, you know, very well-versed on, on game day treatment of players and all that kind of stuff, but they're not doctors and every injury is different. Uh, hamstring for Jody McDonald uh, maybe isn't the same for John McMullen. And then there's grades, there's grade one and grade two and grade three. There's different types of hamstring strains and different type. That's where a doctor's expertise is needed. So, that's where the Eagles are probably a little bit ahead of the curve to have a chief medical officer who's now in control of basically the entire uh, medical outfit, the doctors, the orthopedics. He's got experience in that uh, internal medicine, plus all the training capabilities where back in the old days and still for many teams and people remember Rick Burkhalter and all those guys, it was the trainer. And from that instance, didn't make a lot of sense. A hamstring injury for yours truly these days would certainly be career-threatening, maybe <laughs> life-threatening if I got a severe enough hamstring injury. All right, uh, J-Mac, hopefully no hamstring injuries today. You saw what they called the practice last week. Don't know if it's going to be even more or less again this week. What did you see last week? You, do you think this is going to be identical, very similar? Uh, will they be attempting to put stuff in that they can just pick up and restart when the camp starts in uh, July? What do you think you're going to get out there on the field from the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, very similar individuals. Uh, anybody who's been to a, uh, any football practice starts with that, and, and then you move into sort of uh, um, in, in this part of it is going to be what, I'll call teamwork, and that's the seven-on-seven. In between, you sort of have 10 minutes uh, with Michael Clay and special teams. But this team does what it does. I I think if they push it to over an hour, um, that would surprise me. Um, They're more about the classroom and film work and that kind of stuff right now. So – but we'll see some seven on sevens, and you're here 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 about uh, Jalen Hurts throwing the ball deep to AJ and Devonte, and everybody will get excited. Maybe another Deion Kane day. Uh, you mentioned the ten minutes with Michael Clay with special teams. Aaron Zippa still the only punter, right? Yeah, um, it is a position where you can bring people in. I, you know, the Eagles have talked about this in the past about not having uh, day-to-day competition. I asked Michael that, actually, when we talked to him last week, his sort of theory on that. Um, Because it is a position where, look, if Aaron Sipas just craps the bed in training camp, um, you can call somebody up and bring a punter and have him there the next day. And he's, you know, it's not like he's got to learn a new system. Punter's a punter. Um, are they good at directional kicking? You know, how strong is their leg? Can they flip the field? 
all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not a position you have to worry about, so you can just bring somebody in. Um, but there's also the talk of, you know, it makes you better to have somebody there pushing you every day uh, right next to you instead of in Cleveland or Detroit. or And Aaron Seapas himself was in Detroit in training camp against Jack Fox, who was the best putter in the NFL that year. And he, he actually, when he talked to us, he said how much that helped him to, to be with, with Fox every single day. So if I were the Eagles, I'd have another punter in here, but that's, you know, going back to Dave Bipp, that's what they've always believed is if something happens, we'll just bring a guy in. And again, this is just 10 minutes as they had last time. You expect the same uh, working on the special teams, um, kickoffs and punts. Uh, I know that uh, Britton Colby was a guy that they brought in as an undrafted free agent, and he put up some pretty good numbers um, collegiately at, at returns. But as I look at the Eagle roster and trying to find a path that Britton Colby makes it, I'm not sure that I do, that the Eagles have enough guys at the wide receiver position. They're going to cut the, a guy like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who is going to be a difficult cut because he was as high a draft pick as he was. Um, if not Kobe, then who? Are we looking at the same exact lineup as last year? Uh, is there some other direction they could be going, John, on returns? Or do you think because uh, it wasn't good enough last year and needs improvement, that they, they are going to find a roster spot for a guy like Kobe. I, 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 it, he's a long shot. I mean, I could see him making uh, the practice squad easily. Right. I, I'm not, I'm not asking about the yeah. practice squad here. No. I'm talking about first week of the season. No. Somebody's no. got to drop back for a kick and a punt for the Eagles. Who the hell's it going to be? I bet on Jalen Rager. I mean, we kept asking uh, Michael Clay about that. And we asked him about Devin Allen the Olympic hurdle. And he's like, Devin Allen isn't played since 2016. And he's still not in here because he's still dealing with track season. Um, so he's another guy. Their goal with him is uh, to get him on the practice squad and see if he has anything. And maybe two years down the road, maybe he turns into something. Um, Britton Kobe, we asked him about Britton. It's like, yeah. and he kept going back to Jalen Rager, Jalen Rager, Jalen Rager. Um, now special teams coaches in general, they're at the mercy of, of really, you know, what the final 53 is going to be. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, and if the Eagles, you know, take a turn and trade them, uh, cut them, which I don't think they're going to cut them. Um, then he might have to go in a different direction. Then you start going into the Austin Scott's. Kenny Gainwell's, Quez Watkins as a kickoff returner, a punt returner. That would be a big concern because they don't have a next obvious punt returner other than Kobe, who did it in college. Um, and and they would have to find something. Obviously, punt returner is probably more important than kick returner. But I will say, as much as people killed Jalen Rager, rightfully so, and especially Mupp too in the Tampa Bay game. So that's your last result. He was their best returner by far. I mean, Watkins was awful at it. Awful. People forget he started the season as a kickoff returner. 
and Jalen was the punt returner. And Quez was just really bad at it. And and then they gave him both to Jalen Rager. Um, and he made some mistakes. And he, he popped a couple. He popped a kick return, I think, 40 yards, 33-yard punt return. Showed a little bit of juice. But, man, ball security is number one. You got you to gotta secure the ball before you do anything else. And right now, the Eagles, it's one of those under-reported needs, but they don't have good returners. They don't. That's they don't have I, good special teams. That's why I asked you the question. Yeah. Uh, and you're saying they'll dedicate 10 whole minutes to it today. Way to go, guys. Commitment. That'll get it done. Uh, one name you did throw out there was Kenneth Gainwell, who didn't really have that many opportunities. Kickoff returns are so few and far between in the NFL anymore with – uh, kicker's uh, ability to just boot it out of the back end of the end zone, get it started at the uh, 25. Do you think they look at Gainwell as a guy who might be too important to their overall offense coming into the season to risk putting out there on special teams and potentially getting him hurt? Yeah, certainly early too. <clears throat> because early, I think they're going into it with the same thing they did last year. If you remember, they started, it was really two men. It was Miles and, and Kenny Gainwell. And that it's going to be the same way in the backfield to start. Um, Miles is obviously the lead back, and Kenny Gainwell is going to be the third down back and hurry up back. Uh, and, and really, they hope he's going to take a huge step forward, he, more as a pass receiver than anything. Um, so yeah, I think he would be behind. They're going to try Rager. They're going to try Boston Scott. And then before you get down to Kenny Gainwell. And by that point, if Zach Pascal um, becomes more of a part of the offense, you might even try Quez before Kenny Gainwell. Uh, because, you know, and I've kind of, t- I think, I think Kenny Gainwell's more entrenched with the offense than Quez Watkins. I really believe that. Because I think in Quez, I think somebody's pushing Quez. I don't think anybody is pushing Kenny Gainwell. And one of our uh, stream commenters uh, was thinking right along the same lines that I was. I was going to ask you about Jason Hundley who I think shows the talents and the skills that he might be a good enough returner. But again, Jason Hundley's only going to get activated on a week where either Miles <laughs> or Kenny yeah. Gainwell and or Boston Scott is hurt. Otherwise, yeah. I don't think he's going to get activated. Get yeah. and he's not a pump returner. I should have mentioned him on kickoff returns because uh, he might be the best kickoff returner. Um, but again, how do you get him on the field? Um, I don't know how you get him on the field. Uh, now injuries, then you don't want them. All, you know, it, it it's it's not it's not one of those things where um, you're hoping for it because kickoff return is not that valuable. And I would just, to be honest, I would just stick Boston back there. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be explosive, but he's not going to make mistakes. Um, and it's not that big of a deal in the modern NFL. But, yeah, their best pure kickoff returner, uh, at least until Devin Allen shows up or Britton Covey does something, is J- 
Jason Huntley, but how do you get him on the field? I got, he's got to be one of the 53, and I'm not sure there's a path for that. I know where our path takes us next. McMullen, McDonald, coming up next. The cynic himself, Bob Groats from the Delco Times, joins us here on Birds 365. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. John McMullen, Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac guys. Joined by a third interested party. I love when we have Bob Gortz on. Uh, he always changes the tempo when he joins us. Whether he's drinking coffee or not, it doesn't much matter. Uh, he brings coffee. Come on, that's stateside vodka, isn't it, Bob? You, you got a little stateside in there, Bob? No, I'm not. A, I'm not a drinker, guys. I'm too old for that. Yeah, I know. My drinking know. days are over. All of us. Nah, maybe not. Maybe not for me on occasion. Yeah. Same so, how are you guys doing today? 
Doing well, Bob. How are you? You've been doing it all. You got Billy's duty. You got Eagles duty. You're even yeah, doing some state yeah. championship duty. Uh, yeah. uh, you're I'm the hardest out. working man in show business. Still. I'm worn out. Yeah. What do, what do you got on Joe Girardi for us? Why 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 do you move on from the great Joe Girardi? Only well, they, they right were worried that. that hey they were worried that they were going to start winning games. They looked at that schedule. <laughs> they looked at the schedule. And they said, damn, you know, and he won his last game. Joe Girardi won his first game in his last game. There we go. You, yeah. That typically isn't the way you go out. That that new game. manager is a, it seems like a real nice guy though. I mean, every time I was down there, the guy, very approachable, always said hello, you know, not like, uh, you know, not like Chip Kelly, not, yeah. not like Chip. Well, no, no eye contact. Wasn't, he wasn't bad to me. You, you had to say something to him first, though. Yeah. Definitely had to make the... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Chip Kelly was nice to you? Yeah. You were, you you were you the had one? To... I, I never knew no, you, you had were the to, one. You had to be approachable. You had to say something to him, and then he would he would look. I mean, he... I, I don't know what... I, the, guy, the guy was really, in terms of interpersonal stuff, he was shy, so... But... Um, I know there were a lot of people that just um, they they wanted him to genuflect in front of him in front of them and and he wouldn't <laughs> and that got that got them angry you know so that we we can guess one of those people but I'm not he's still we, you know what what Philly coach football coaches won double digit games in back to back seasons you know got into the playoffs one year and then got fired. You know, before the end of the what was supposed to be a transition season, I still that that was crazy, man. Yeah, you know, I I, I talk about Chip because Chip uh, gets probably a little bit more criticism than he deserves for being a coach, and some of the stuff he brought into the NFL is still a part of the NFL. He really was an innovator, but man, he he was a one trick pony, Bob. Yeah, he was a yeah. One-trick they pony. they figured out just, how to slow him down, yeah. and and then it was kind of you know the defense got tired because it was on the field the whole game, and uh, because of short offensive possessions, you know, you get a stop and yeah, faking uh, injuries and all that, and it was over. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-six year old Jason Peters, you can't ride him like a twenty-one year old kid. Yeah, anymore. and you won't have Nick Sirianni. You know, his team won't be faking injuries because they're they're never out there to. Yeah, until the season begins. Yeah, no soft tissue. You know, you can't get a soft tissue injury by not being on the grass, Bob. Maybe you can. Are you going to be there today? Yeah, I'll be out there. Yeah, I and um, you know, I'm looking. My my keys are the warm ups because that's basically what it is. It's a it's a warm up and a few throws and that and um, and I I kind of I kind of was smiling when I read some of the stories from the last uh, mini camp, but <laughs> what can you do? I mean, yeah. people got to write something, you know, like I don't know how people have this uh, incredible insight where they can project everything. And, you know, and you have all these rating things. It, the, my favorite is pro football focus, you know, like Cliff Kingsbury, the fourth best coach in the NFL, baby. How, how can that be? <laughs> how can that be? And uh, who's the guy? Um, Sean McDermott is even on the list. Uh, yeah. Sean isn't, uh, Sean McBay isn't, and Sean McDermott. Uh, no, or... McDermott's not on the list, pro foot, not in the top 10. Oh, not yeah, in the top 10. Top 10. Yeah, I think... how could he not be in the top 10? Yeah, and yeah. I think McBay was like seventh or eighth, which uh, some people believe. Wasn't he like 11th? He wasn't in the top he, he's 10. Pretty McVay? Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, McBay is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was out of the top 10, but I could be wrong. And we'll, we'll uh, see too. The Rams are. 
you look at them winning the Super Bowl the way they did it, how can that not be a model for how to put a team together? You yeah, know, they, they've drafted they, very well. They they they, they did, away a know, lot of picks, but they the did a good they, job with their day three picks. But then all of a sudden, you got to start paying people. You got to pay yeah. Aaron Donald. Oh, then it becomes they're coming good. apart at the seams. It, it, yeah. Not this year, know. maybe not the next year. At yeah. some point, the Rams are going to have to go major takedown and build back up because they're going to get crushed by the salary cap. Yeah, but would you take two two Super Bowl titles and and then say, all right, yeah. we got to rebuild? I'd do that. I'd yeah. gladly make it's that It's an trade. interesting deal, yeah. And then, um, you know, and if they ever sell that franchise, what is the the Walmart guys buying the Denver Broncos? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. 4. Can you imagine? $5 billion. Imagine 4. what those uniforms are going to look like, you know? Jeez. They're going to have this the Walmart logo on them somewhere, right? You would As think. As a favor to the rest of the family. You would think. Now, what? Do, Josh Harris was number two, supposedly, in that uh, group uh, grouping to buy the Denver Broncos. Would, would not surprise me, yeah. Yeah. Would, wouldn't surprise me, yeah. By the way, John looked up uh, McVay number 11 on the yeah. Pro Football Focus list. Sean McVay number 11. McDermott number 16. Yeah, I, I don't Yeah, I don't get that. And I where's mean, Mike Tomlin, Jody? He was Tomlin was out 13. of the top he was, yeah. he wasn't was just in, in front of Nick Sirianni. He was 13. Ridiculous. Sirianni Ridiculous. was 14. Yeah, yeah, and McCarthy was in the top ten. Now I I don't think he's coached for what seven or eight years now. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know who's pulling who, who's calling the, the numbers. Now all the example. pro football focus guys got upset yesterday because they were getting hammered by that, and they were it's the methodology. You don't understand the context. Yeah, but guess what? We understand the context. The point is, if you come up with a formula and you say this is a good idea. Let's work this out. Let's do the advanced analytics. And then it comes back and it says, Cliff Kingsbury is the fourth best coach in the NFL. You throw it out and say, all right, this isn't good. This isn't a good evaluation. That's how I would handle that. That's what I think the analytics people, they start butting heads uh, with the scouting people and vice versa, the eye test, whatever you want to call it. So we'll start, we'll go there, Bob, with the front office changes. No personnel uh, guys, all football ops guys uh, at the top of this organization. One of them, Alec Hallaby, the analytics guy. You think that's changed? You think the Eagles are shifting more towards the pro football focus and we're going to get Cliff Kingsbury as the coach here? In, yeah, in I, I think they, I think we could see it. La- <laughs> I think we saw it last year. You know, I a lot of these, uh, not just fourth down calls, but uh, you know that the the way that they played, I, I, I can't, um, you know, in terms of like Nick Sirianni and a feel, it was kind of like um, a lot of decisions to me. They, I'd have to go back and 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 be specific, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But a lot of his decisions seemed to be made for him. And uh, I mean, oh. they, they knew what they were going to do. Oh. They, they knew what and, and certain down and distance and that. And um, and that wasn't necessarily a bad thing either. You know, All right, since you went there, I'll, mm. I'll follow up. Are you suggesting because we found out last week that Howie is calling plays? Not not. not call, no, 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 but, no, 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 no. Let me finish. But you're the on the right track. He's director of football ops, or what's the vice president of analytics, or uh, Alec Alibi, Yeah, yeah. No, assistant GM, uh, vice president of football ops and strategy. 
Okay. Is Alec Alibi. That's Strategy. kind of where I was going, but let me let me finish the question. Um, we found out last week, or at least I don't know, maybe you two guys knew, um, that uh, at some juncture last season, Shane Steichen became the play caller. That it had been the head coach relaying the call to the, 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 the offense coordinator. We called into the quarterback. At some point, Nick Sirianni said, no, you go ahead and take it, Shane. And he did. Um, I don't think he told you guys exactly when that happened, what game or what play uh, derived the uh, change in the way that they were doing it. Are you suggesting that it was after a game and how he dictated that change? Well, I think it's, it's an, with the Eagles, it's an organizational thing and uh, it's an organ. It's a, it's the organization making a decision and, I think they did it when Doug Peterson was there too. I don't think he was happy about it either. So, uh, yeah, I, I, so what the, the answer to the original question is, yeah, I think they will be maybe even a little more analytics driven than they were. So, and I don't, I don't think that's different with uh, other teams with young coaches and that. And, um, and Hey, last year, nine wins, they got into the playoffs, you know, and, um, and I still, have to chuckle about the way they they put everybody on the COVID list, you know, before that last game, you know, and and they rested everybody. Remember that, so they wouldn't have a yeah. COVID, you know, yeah. in the, in the playoffs. Boy, that helped, didn't it, against Tampa Bay? I mean, they they came out in a rhythm, right? And and you still, so you still, and you know, even you look at some of the things now, and uh, no no many can't. Um, I Nick Sirianni won't rip the front office for this, but but how can a co- co- head coach be a head coach? without a mini camp that gives to me, that gives the players, the veterans and the young people uh, a snapshot of what to look, what to be on the, on lookout for in training camp. And, 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 you know, they, maybe they train a little bit harder, maybe they do some things, but you know, the, the organizational edict is clear right now. We don't want anybody to get hurt. And uh, Hey, we, we got the nine wins, you know, we're going to practice hard, but we're not going to, we're not going to tackle the ground or anything. We're going to, we're going to play him the quarterback nine snaps in the preseason. We want to get him to opening day and we're going to keep everything under wraps. You know um, we're not going to tell anybody what we're doing and uh, then we'll get off to a good start. And as long as we stay healthy, we'll win nine games it worked last year. Do you think there's going to be a pushback from Nick Sirianni at some point if he has success? I think there should be, but you know, he's just, you know, the fist bumping with Howie at the, at some of the press conferences and things. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, at the, I, I well, most recently at the draft, um, he's kind of hitched his wagon right now. So, but, uh, you know, and it's not just the mini camp. There's other things too. They, what the, they're having two scrimmages. Who wants to have two uh, inner squad scrimmages? You know, that that's a bit much, isn't what it? What are you talking about? They were undefeated last year. Yeah. They had two last year, but you know, the <laughs> fact that, yeah, they don't, you know, they don't play people in preseason games, but they have these joint practices. I I don't know. I'm kind of torn. You know, Doug used to explain that, you know, joint practices. It's like if you want to work on goal line offense, you got to hope in a preseason game uh, that it comes up, that you're inside the five or whatever. Uh, whereas you can script it in practice and say, hey, Go to the other coach. We we suck at uh, red zone stuff. Let's You're let's right. keep doing that. 
so I, I understood that thought process. Um, I don't know, but how do you practice football without playing football? You know, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of old school from that perspective. Yeah. They, they, they think they have the formula. So, you know, what can, can they do it back to back years? I don't, this is going to be interesting. You know, you look at the roster now and, you know, on paper, you have to think that they upgraded. And, um, oh, yeah. And I also Talent think that, yeah. yeah, I also think, you know, a guy like uh, Devontae Smith, I mean, you start looking at some of the, the highlights that that guy had in his rookie season. I mean, that he was amazing, you know? And, um, I, I wonder, <laughs> I start wondering what, it, what he would be like with, with a guy who was a little more accurate as a passer, you know? Uh, lethal, you know, like, uh, Stafford and Cup over in, uh, LA. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe Jalen Hurts will, will take that step. Um, it's impossible to tell right now until, you know, the, the bullets start flying and that, you know, whether he's improved or that. You know, all you can do is is at this time of year really is talk. Bob, it's been a minute since we had you on, and I'm not sure, but I don't think you've been on since Eagles signed James Bradbury. Maybe I have. How big an addition is that? How much is that going to free up Jonathan Gannon to potentially be a little bit more aggressive as the defensive play caller this year. Yeah, you know, on on paper again, without seeing him out there on the field, um, he, he's they they had nobody there. He's a huge upgrade over what they had. So, uh, and you know, even who was it? Steven Nelson. He was adequate, but uh, you know, he, he's uh, Bradbury's better than him. So, but. Um, I still don't know what Jonathan Gannon really wants to do. I, I think this is a great year to, to to figure that out, to see what he's going to do and how he puts all these pieces together because I'm not exactly sure what he wants to do. Um, but, yeah, that defense will be better. Uh, that should help him do some things that they, they weren't able to do last year. And uh, and that, that should, uh, you know, a guy like that, you know, that will help the pass rush. Now I will say this: when I looked at some of those Devonte Smith highlights, he was lighting he was lighting Bradbury up. So that was well, interesting, yeah. you know. I mean, different yeah. scheme, seven, yeah, yeah, seven on seven. But sir. whoa, whoa, yeah, typical. yeah. And, and, but I, I caution people: you know, Joe Osman used to light up Jordan Mailata on a daily basis in one on one drills. So those things are designed for the offense to win, and they should win. Sam Bradford would have yeah, but, a gold but jacket. This was, this was a game, John. This was this was a game. This wasn't. Oh, you're talking about Joe a game. Osman you're and, talking and the about press a game. Board jumping up and down. I thought you were talking about practice. I thought oh. you were talking about practice. Now Bradbury's his own corner. I mean, yeah. I mean, Devontae's a great route runner. Um, yeah, I mean, but and, uh, you know, and not a lot can, of guys are going to be able to stick with Devontae Smith. I can't criticize James Bradbury for that. I thought you were talking about in practice last week, but oh no, um, no, it, 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 you know, the talent level being upgraded to the point where, look, Bradbury's better than Nelson, um, and and I thought Steve Nelson did a fine job, but Bradbury's a better player. Jordan Davis is obviously an upgrade um, at defensive tackle. Now you have some linebackers how great Kaiser White, Kobe Dean, uh, all of a sudden, A.J. Brown, you know, all, everything falls into place. Devontae Smith can be a number two, on and on and on. He, he should be the number one. There's, there's, 
That's what I'm saying. I mean, I he I know I Brown. Agree. Is, I told Jody that. I think yeah. Brown I think is Devontae, talented. But, I think Devontae will ultimately be better than A.J. Brown. I believe Yeah, that. You know, I, to, I, he's got – flat out has a better skill set. So, yeah. That'll be interesting, yeah. That'll be and, interesting. And to, and to me, it's about and, – And you about didn't mention Brown. Goddard either, yeah. you know. Yeah. You didn't, Goddard's a weapon. So, yes. you know, it's all about, you know, what are we going to get from Hurts? all about the quarterback. Yeah, what are it's we going to get from Hurts? And- now, you're my mechanics guy. What did you see from the footwork? What's Tom House doing with the footwork? What you're, you were telling me you saw some differences in Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I, I saw him on the first three reps. Yeah. The first three reps, and then the next two, he was a little bit different. And by the, the fifth or sixth rep, he was back to where he was before. So <laughs> I can't tell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from that setting, I, I can't. You know, he's, you know, some throws were behind, some were, were right there. Yeah. I, I just, I do my best just to watch, but uh, it doesn't look like his, uh, you know, his release. Sometimes when he gets in a rhythm, it seems like the release is quicker, but I can't. I'd have to go back and look at his um, his video from last year uh, in the games. But uh, but still, I mean, it's the accuracy and, um, you know, and and uh, when he gets out of the pocket too, boy, that, you know, his receivers made some great catches. He made a couple of, of really he made a couple of great throws, but his receivers made some great catches. So maybe that'll, maybe that'll be something like that they'll have to do again this year. Although, you know, you got to like that offensive line. All right. Since it is all about the quarterback and they do have to play six in division games. I don't think anybody would argue that Dak Prescott comes in as the top quarterback in the NFC. How is Jalen Hurts going to match up against Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz this year, Mr. Grunts. Yeah, that'll be that, – that's interesting to, to think about. And, um, and you know, Jody, Jalen, to me, is a lot like Dak Prescott. Those two guys, I mean – and that, I'm not the first one to say that, obviously, but uh, those guys remind me an awful lot of each other. So um, – and how many games has Dak won in the playoffs – no, but he's won a lot of regular yeah, season games. Yeah, he has, and he's yeah. put up some big numbers too. Yeah, right, right. He's he's made Pro Bowl teams, and I, yeah. and we all I think some of us forget that Jalen Hurts was uh, voted a, a Pro Bowl alternate. You know what was he first alternate, John? First or second? Third. I think it was third. Oh, was third it third? Okay, yeah. but, but still, uh, I mean, that, still, it's still good. It's I mean, good. the guy. You know, there's there's a lot of players that think he's that good. So I don't know, but I, I right now it's kind of like a young Dak Prescott to me. And um, and has Dak really turned that corner? I mean, he he seems still like a, a real streaky guy, you know. But um, and uh, is he going to win you the big game? I don't know. But both of those guys are, I think they're cut from the same mold. They're the same type of player. Immense skill sets, and um, you know they and uh, they they can they they win games. Um, are they the answer? TBD. Yeah, it 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 was looking very early in the off season. It looked like everything was breaking the Eagles' way. Well, not just the Eagles' way, but everybody in the NFC. And all of a sudden, Tom Brady comes back to Tampa. Aaron Rodgers works things out with Green Bay. 
and obviously you still have the Rams. Um, is it pie in the sky to think the Eagles can reach that level of those top three teams in the NFC? Uh, I, I can't. I, nothing would surprise me, <clears throat> but I think you're. Yeah, I think you're. You're talking about um, a team that they they still. There's just too many questions still. I'd have to I'd have to see what they do in the first uh, month of the season. And um, but um, you know they I was just just bouncing around in my head was uh, the rest of Jody's questions. Um, you know Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. he he's the Giants are rebuilding. I mean, he's on probation, yeah. right? <laughs> he's, yeah. you know he's right. But let, let, let me have in there. Carson How do Wentz? you rebuild with Daniel Jones as your quarterback? Yeah. yeah. How do you do that? If yeah. if you are in rebuilding mode, admittedly, admittedly rebuilding, um, let guys like James Barry just walk out the door because the general manager paid him too much previously. Okay. You can do that. Uh, Giant fans might not be happy about it, but – and, oh, by the way, get ready to look at Daniel Jones for 16 games. Yeah. How do you do that if you're the Giants? You, well, you're, it, it, you're hoping that Brian process. Dable. Yeah. yeah. You're hoping Brian Dable will be the do the same thing he did with Josh over in Buffalo. But um, you know, what are the odds of that happening? I think I think Saquon Barkley's gonna be a crash test dummy this year. I think they're gonna give him the ball three hundred times if he's healthy and just run him into the ground because they're not gonna re sign him. Um that's what I think the Giants, and then they're gonna reboot the whole thing. Uh, in 2023. Now, the commanders, I don't know what the heck they're doing. They seem like they're trying to win, but Carson is a curious decision, and especially what they gave up for Carson Wentz. Why do people keep thinking Carson Wentz can be the 2017 Carson Wentz, Bob? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, he... He did win some games last year, but uh, he he didn't have the worst season in the world. No, I'll tell you this. Yeah, his owner. Well, I don't know who the owner is there right now. I don't know who's technically running the team, but uh, Rivera likes him. The owner, uh, Ursay in Indianapolis. Yeah, he hated Carson. Wentz. Oh, he hated him. You know, you know that vaccination status yeah. to begin with, and then uh, there was a there was a, a slight injury, I think, in many in one of the, in the mini camp. And then um, he, he just did not like Carson Wentz at all. And he, he made it known publicly. Well, that would, uh, honestly, that would piss me off too. Yeah. As from, the owner. from the beginning. Yeah. But and, I mean, how you know, do you people play? get upset about the vaccine stuff, Jody and I know, cause anytime we talked about it, it has nothing to do with the vaccine stuff and what you believe, but these people went out on a limb to bring you in to be the leader of the team. Yeah. And you might not like it, but from the perspective of I'm paying you right. this money and you can't work with me and you can't do what you need to do as an owner of a football team, I'd be I'd be upset by that. Yeah. I really would be. He, he once <clears throat> Carson once was never a leader. Even that great year that he had, he wasn't the leader. They had a million veteran leaders in that locker room. And uh <clears throat> and I keep hearing I keep hearing about Jalen Hurts, how he's a leader. And um, I'll, I'll take the players' words for it. But um, is Dak Prescott a leader? I don't know. I'm not down there. Jalen is because everybody says it. They, I mean, they talk up Dak and his leadership skills a lot in uh, D.C. 
Yeah, uh, she could be yeah. in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, they they talk they talk it up. Yeah, but I mean, what is what is a leader? I mean, isn't that the guy that when you're in that playoff game, you know, he comes up big or he does something? I don't. I'm not talking about perfect passer rating or something, but he he does something to put you over the edge. You know, you you know you know when he's on that field and then and uh, in a tight game that he's gonna. To me, that's a leader, whether it's the quarterback or, or somebody else. You know. It's it's not and it's not just a playmaker, but it's a guy who just gives it all up. I I don't know. I mean, I that's why I I made that comparison. Jalen yeah. and Dak, very interesting to me. You know, I don't know. Is, Aaron, is Aaron Rodgers a leader? Yeah, I, I don't. Is he? Yeah, uh, I don't know. He is on that team. Talks, I mean, he's they, not inclusive. He he leads because he's a he, great player. He um, definitely is the leader there. I mean, I, yeah. Well, he's I mean, definitely the leader they, because they got he's some one other... of the best that ever played. But I'm saying, is he a leader? I don't – I he's a leader because of his talent. But I don't think he's a leader like Jalen Hurts is a leader in the fact that Jalen tries to go out of his way and be inclusive and get everybody involved. And ultimately, I'd rather have the great player. You know, I'd rather have the great player Maybe we we overrate leadership is what I'm trying to say at the quarterback. Can yeah, you lead, play? Leadership or, is winning games to or me. Or can't yeah. you play? Yeah. Yeah. Can leadership is winning games, you know. So so let me ask you this question. Um Dak Prescott has one regular season yeah. game. I consider you the leader Cowboys. on this show, Jody. And uh John is the uh the uh, follower. I just, yeah. yeah, I just follow Jody. We all know that. Uh, that's okay. All um, right. I'm sorry. To, yeah. If Jalen Hurts has Dak Prescott's average year this year, which would include making the playoffs, maybe getting beaten the playoffs, just not beaten like a drum the way they were by Tampa last year. Yeah, exact same as the Cowboys. Have a chance to actually win the game and you can't get up to the line of scrimmage in time to spike the ball. That's the kind of year Jalen Hurts has. If you're the Eagles, what do you do going forward into 2023? Are you talking about a contract extension? Are you saying, let's do this a year at a time? Is that enough for you to say, no, we got two first-round draft picks. We got to be thinking about going in another direction. If Jalen Hurts is Dak Prescott 2.0, what did the Eagles do? Yeah, uh, I think you still got to sign them because you can always trade them, right? You can yeah, always I gotta, trade the guy. I, if, yeah. if, if he's Dak Prescott, but that statistic, why I, I got to pay him. I yeah. mean, I, Jody, I, I needed that example a few minutes yeah. ago too, about getting him up to the line in time. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I mean, and that was Dak's fault, by the way, he's got oh, to understand was. in that yeah. situation, you got to hand was. the football to the official. Yeah. Um, and I don't, he didn't do by that. the way, I don't see Jalen doing something like that. I think he would know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a football IQ play. He's got to understand the situation. But then too many people are like, oh, if, if he does the right thing, where were they? The 20-something yard line, 22-yard line? They still got to throw the ball to the end zone to win the right. game. It's not, you know, they're not going to – they're probably not going to win the game. You know who does that? Aaron Rodgers. wants Rogers. a puncher's chance. Right? Oh, Aaron yeah, Rodgers sure. walking sure. off the field. Yeah. No question. So you still sign the guy. You, you're going to have to sign him. Um, he, he can win games. There's, there's just no doubt about Jalen Hurts' ability to win games. Is he is he the guy that's going to take you deep in the playoffs? Um, TBD. Yeah. Matthew Stafford, by the way, wasn't a leader 
until last year. And all of a sudden he's a leader because, you know, he's yeah, got better I don't players. Know. He, he was, but he was a leader on a, on, on a what? On a franchise where players went to die, you know, geez. Yeah. That's hard. Those well, that's what I mean. Matthew Stafford was the same player he was in Detroit. I mean, people act like the quarterback is the be-all, end-all. You do need other talent around you, and Matthew Stafford probably proves that better than anybody else. Yeah. Because for years, he was with that direct, and everybody's like, he's overrated. Jody knows I've always been a Stafford guy. I finally got validated last year. Probably should have saved that poor woman on the podium at at the Super Bowl parade. She fell off. You remember that? That was terrible. And Matthew Stafford just walked away. His poor (laughs) wife had to handle that. So maybe he's not the best leader in the world, but he's a heck of a quarterback. That wouldn't have happened with Jalen Hurts. He would have. have, If he didn't catch her, he would have helped her up. I think he had a few Tom Brady's. You know, Tom was uh, three sheets to the wind. That's a Super Bowl parade the year before i think same thing with matthew yeah no, this is going to be a key ota today guys this oh is yeah a, oh yeah matthew, matthew stafford center. matthew stafford now excellent pitch man winking in the uh telephone commercials he's he's got some yeah, there. big star All right, uh ota who are you standing next to groats uh know that they bunch you guys tight they try and keep you all close together Actually, they probably let you spread out as much as you want. Yeah, Who's the guy you don't want to be standing next to during your hour out in the sun today? Oh, boy. You know what? There's not just one guy. I could, <laughs> I could list about 11 guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, if that if the easier question is who do you want to be standing next to? John McMullen. Who you don't want to be standing yeah, next to? I want to be who do you want to stand McMullen next to? John McMullen and yeah. Ed Kratz. Yeah. The uh, the 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 list of people you want to be next to, Bob is right, is much uh, smaller much than smaller. the list uh, that you like don't want to be next to. All that, right, that uh, then we'll we'll let you get to it, Bob Groats. Thanks for hopping on with us today. I we'll hope I didn't back. kill your ratings today. You know, no. Like... See, you're so much smarter than me. I say stupid things like. Lawrence Taylor is better than Reggie White, and I tick off all the Eagle fans. You just go ahead and bury the Detroit Lion fans where careers go to die. You don't have to worry about that. We don't. We got two Detroit Lion fans. I'm telling you, Bob. Jody, Jody's eyes light up whenever I say Bob Groats is coming on the show. He loves. He loves. Lovely Groats is coming on the show. He loves. All right, guys. We have equally cynical point of views. Uh, I just keep them to myself. You share. I got to get hydrated. I got to get hydrated. Get hydrated. Get ready for uh, an afternoon. All right. Thanks, Bob. I'll see you later, maybe. Bob Groats at Delco Times here with us on Birds 365. Yeah, the reason I like Groats, he says stuff I'd like to say. Uh, Today, I was a little bit more... uh, uh, just uh, off the top of the head stuff like soft tissue issues uh, for Deshaun Watson, but a lot of times uh, I I have to I have to self edit myself. I don't think Bob Groats has ever self edited himself in his life. He just tells you what he thinks. No, why- yeah, it should more people should be that way. Yeah, that's why honesty love- is an underrated trait. I love Groats. He's fun whenever he does come on. All right. McMullen and McDonald got to come back, put a bow on the show. Last couple of minutes before Johnny Mac heads off to Eagles OTAs. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the odds. 
go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Jay Mack and Jay Mack, Jordan McDonald, John McMullen, last couple of minutes uh, before John McMullen heads on over to the Wells, uh, not the Wells Fargo, the Novacare Complex to see the final off-season workout of the Eagles. If you believe training camp is the start of the in-season stuff, yeah, I know it's pre, but it's in-season uh, stuff. Uh, do want to ask you this, Jay Mack, I'm sure you didn't see it last time. I know you didn't. Um, we don't know who will or won't be in attendance today. Uh, we know they're not doing 11 on 11s. But uh, when when camp arrives, if that's the first time it's going to happen, how often do they do drills matching up one-on-one uh, -on -one individuals, offensive linemen and defensive linemen? Um, uh, in training camp, quite a bit. Um, you know, every couple days uh, they'll do one-on-ones, and that's why – I joked about Joe Osman and Jordan Mylot. It was on right. those one-on-ones that, and Stoutland says, I mean, if you're, if you're 50, 50, 
you're doing an awesome job as an offensive lineman in, in one-on-ones. That if that's the case, when we get it, if we ever get it, and I know one plays inside and the other plays outside, but there's so much mobility and flexibility on a defensive line uh, that you might actually see this at some point. And I'm talking about Jordan Davis going up against the tackle. Will you ever during preseason see Jordan Mailata against Jordan Davis? The two biggest guys on the football team going mano a mano. I doubt it. Um, you know, those those things tend to go really quickly. Like if somebody tweaks his ankle and is off shaking something, they might throw somebody in there and you might get lucky. Have the have the camera um, rolling. That's yeah. one that you can keep and yeah. but use typically for memes and yeah. everything else. I mean, typically the tackles are gonna be with the ends and the interior guys are gonna get a whole lot of Jordan Davis. So we are gonna to get to see Kelsey against Jordan Davis, which will be interesting because um he's given up one some, issue he's given up some size there. Yeah, the one issue Jason Kelsey's had in his career with guys who saw it in the playoffs with somebody like Vita Vea. Um really difficult when he gets up against those really big guys. Um and Jordan's really, really big, really big. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't, I don't think we're going to see Jordan versus Jordan, unfortunately. Uh, the, uh, I, I'm almost mandating it. Are you <laughs> listening to me, Eagles? You must do this at some point. Not today. No, it's not going to happen today. They're all going to uh, hold hands. And, and I guarantee you, if we see it, Jordan's going to win. Yeah, at this stage, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> They're both Jordan. That's why I said it. They're both Jordans. Very good. Uh, yeah. Can't lose if you're back <laughs> on Jordan. Uh, all right, uh, partner. Safe uh, trip over to the Wells Fargo. Over to the. Why do I keep wanting to say Wells Fargo? I'm trying to. Oh, that's right down the, the street. Season. Yeah, that's uh, right down the street. Sorry about that. The Nova Care Complex. Uh, you and I uh, do this again tomorrow. You win. Let's do it. I, I, I might have some recovery after an hour on the field, Jody. You never and know. His, but I, uh, I will do my best. And the 12 hours of uh, writing he will do thereafter on yeah. jacobsports.com. But he will be back here with me on Birds 365 in 2 and 2. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.